Hello, we're the Sticky Button Boys. I'm Michael. And I can only wish I was too. Welcome back to the podcast. We're continuing our watch along of series two of The Great British Bake Off. And this week, it is all about pies, despite there having already been a tart week just three weeks ago. What's the difference between tarts and pies? I don't know. What is the difference between tarts and pies? No, I don't know either. I was just genuinely asking. (laughs) Well, that's a good start, isn't it? Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Let's get into the episode. David, what happened last week? We've got 60 seconds. <laughs> Three, oh, two, no. one, go. Last week, you were ill and we had to record remotely. Uh-huh. And in the episode? It was... Wait, so cake week, biscuit week, tart week. It's going to be a long 60 seconds. Puddings. Was it, it puddings? I, no. I don't know what the answer is. Oh, I don't um, know what the answer is. <laughs> it was the halfway mark. It was biscuits. Oh, it was biscuits. <laughs> it was biscuits. <laughs> Who went home, David? Um, not Janet, because she's still here. He went home. Was it home. two went home? <laughs> oh, uh, Ben. ben. <laughs> so if you didn't know we were recording in bulk, you would now do, because we recorded that two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. And we were meant to do this episode on that day as well. We did. But yeah. you were almost dying. I was almost dying. I, I finally hit burnout, which is always nice, isn't it? You hit burnout. You then also picked up a virus. Yeah. Um, and yeah, well, actually, when we were recording, you had kind of had a little bit of uppers, hadn't you? What yeah. had you taken? <laughs> Poppers. Um, <laughs> that's not true. That didn't happen. That was the week before. <laughs> with producer Alex. Anyway, this episode, in this episode, Mary enters the tent dressed like a lumberjack. <laughs> I would have said cowgirl. <laughs> lumberjack. <laughs> She's like, have you seen those sexy uh, lumberjack TikTok videos? No. Where he just like, he flexes and just like chops wood. Oh, I have seen them. I didn't realise they were sexy. I thought they were just... In my head, Mary is doing the same. (laughs) She's got like a side hustle going. I'd watch it. I'd pay to watch it. I would as well, actually. Anyway, the signature is a hearty family pie with either rough puff or flaky pastry. And they've got two and a half hours. And there's a caveat, the crust and the filling should be baked together. Funny because, I mean, they said that one of the people didn't do that, mm-hmm. but she obviously wasn't told that. They just like put it in the voiceover in the episode afterwards. Yeah. Kind of throwing Joe under the bus a bit. But it's still really easy. You just make the filling, put it in a bowl, then pop the lid on top of the bowl and then it's done. Like it's a very simple challenge. Yes. It doesn't have to have like a pastry case. It just has to be a bowl of filling with a lid on it. Yeah, You're just making a pastry lid. 
this is what I always thought with the difference between a pie and a tart. And I know you're going to... I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to get me because I did this. But a tart is pastry around the bottom and nothing on top. But a pie just means a bit on top. You don't have to put pastry around it. And you made what when you were asked to make a pie? I'm a tart. You did make a tart. Uh, Mary says that the lid must be risen beautifully and be finished off well. Can you get that if they're flaky? I was making more of a joke about being finished off, but that's that's fine. That's what we'll just we'll just move on. <laughs> so what do they make? Yasmin made a fish pie with flaky pastry and quail's eggs. So why are quail's eggs fancy? I don't maybe because not many people have quails. And they're very small. What's a quail? It's like a little bird. Like a little chicken. Yeah, but it doesn't look like a chicken, it just looks like a normal bird. Like just a, stealing a sparrow. Birds eggs. A bit bigger than a sparrow. Between a sparrow and a chicken? Yes. Sure. <laughs> so currently on our OnlyFans, there is a debate about the size of eggs. Yes. <laughs> this is the kind of riveting content you can, you can join for. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently in the US, they have very big eggs. So for them, it's like, what, a quarter of an egg? Oh, probably. Or maybe even smaller than if they've only got the extra large ones. Because quail eggs are really quite small. Is this interesting content or is it not? I imagine most of it will be on the cutting room floor. Anyway, uh, they didn't really say much about Yasmin. She didn't do that well. No, they said it was really flavoursome in the judging, mm. um, but they weren't very impressed with the pastry. And really, it's going to be more about the pastry. Surely, isn't it? surely. Holly made a three cheese potato and caramelised onion pie with a flaky pastry. And apparently when she was saying this, she was explaining it. And she was like, my husband is always after meat. And I thought, oh God, <laughs> this is going to go somewhere. But that she convinced him with his vegetarian pie. So it sounded quite nice, I thought. Yeah, the usual bullshit about, oh, we need to make this tasty because there's not meat in it. It's like, mm. really? But this was like in, what, 1994, this one? Yeah. This series. So we'll let them off a little bit. before corn, wasn't it? This one, <laughs> pre-corn, PQ. Well risen, they said in the judging. Great shine, clear layers in the pastry and the filling was great. So they kind of loved every single thing. It did look really good and they basically said they couldn't fault it. So Paul said it was perfect, but still no handshake. But they, he didn't have his meaty handshakes out there, did he? didn't did he? do. What was his handshake like at this point? Pre-corn. Oh. Was it a limp handshake at this point? I think it was probably quite limp, quite yeah. limp. It was quite a... I was about to say, did, you've had a handshake, haven't you? Yeah, it's quite a solid. I don't really remember what his hand felt like. I remember it... I was very surprised. It was a smaller hand than I thought it was going to be. It's not smaller, it's more fat. So it's kind of like... It feels like a smaller hand, if you know what I mean. Because it's not... You can't, like, grip round it. It feels like an inflated small so, hand. So he makes you feel like a borrower because it's... <laughs> but I have to say, we're always throwing shade on Paul. But it was quite a nice... It wasn't clammy. It was a nice warm. It was very firm. It, it was, was very firm without hurting. He engaged the bicep, <laughs> which is important in a handshake. Yeah. Anyway, she didn't get a handshake anyway. <laughs> she, was, she would have got one. She gets an honorary one. Next up was Janet, who made a chicken, bacon and chestnut pie with flaky pastry. And this was the one that I wanted the most. Yeah, they did say that the filling was perfect. It did look really tasty. There was a gorgeous moment when Holly yelled across the tent to Janet, I thought you were done because you'd pulled yours out. And Janet said, I did, but then I just shoved it back in again. <laughs> Have you done that before? Thought it was done, taking it out and being like, oh, actually, more to go and put it back in again. I've actually not. This sounds like some <laughs> lovely fan fiction, though. <laughs> Apparently the pastry wasn't thick enough, but it was a perfect filling for Janet. And then Mary Ann... <laughs> filling for Janet. <laughs> Lucky Janet. <laughs> Uh, Marianne made her pastry in a bag and I just wrote down, seems a bit much. <laughs> I mean, Marianne likes, she's she's now starting to kind of fall at that hurdle of thinking, oh, I'm going to be really clever all the time. Because this was, I'm going to put it in a bag. Wait, why? And then There's she was no like reason. kneading it and rolling it in like a, 
like a Ziploc bag. Yeah, and she added vinegar and all these other things to try and soften. It's like pastry is soft anyway. She added vinegar and, and then the feedback was the pastry tastes like vinegar. And I was like, well, of course. <laughs> yeah, because pastry doesn't have a lot of things to hide behind. Like anything you're going to add is going to be flavoursome. Yeah, like let's just let's just say from now on, no pastry in bags. Joe made a salmon and asparagus with rough puff pastry. But Joe was the one that they did dirty in the edit because she made the lid separate from the pie. Yeah, and they were... Basically, Mary wasn't happy about it. So then afterwards, they decided, okay, let's pretend all along she wasn't allowed to do that because it looked quite nice. Do you actually. think that was what it was? I think so, yeah. Because she did like bake. I wasn't sure, but you could see with on the pie, she kind of made like a perimeter of actual pastry that she baked onto the tin. Yes. And I was like, is she just trying to do that to be like, well, I baked some pastry with it? Basically, when the briefs come through, they tell you sometimes you're allowed, you have to do certain things. You're not allowed to do certain things. I never got and any briefs. Did you get some it, briefs? Yeah, I got briefs. Lucky thing. <laughs> <laughs> I wear trunks personally. Like Paul. <laughs> oh, no, I think he's in like the, the roomy ones. Oh, the when you said the, the shapeless ones, I didn't. So you meant the ones that are like the weird ones, like nappies. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like, Paul wears nappies. Yeah, yeah. famously. <laughs> they always look like nappies when I know what you mean now. There's really, really baggy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's so much fabric to like stuff down your trousers. Yeah, that, that, do you know what? We haven't talked about RX yet and we're going to in the inbox. But a big ick of mine is when I can see when they've got like the elasticated waistband and then there's like pantaloon poofiness of all yes. this fabric. And I'm just like, shove it down your trousers and grow up. Yeah. I agree. Now I've now only just realised what you have meant. a potato. <laughs> I thought you meant a trunk, like a box, a trunk thing, but the ones that have got zero shape to them at all. They haven't got like a lot oh, of no, carb or anything like that. No, no, no. I wear Calvin Klein's and they're like slightly sk- not skin tight, but like tight-ish trunks. Also, where did have a potato come from? That was you. What were we talking about? We were talking about crisps or chips. Sure. And. I we talked so much shit on this podcast. <laughs> there was something, anyway, anyway, when when you get a brief through, every now and again, a contestant just doesn't follow what it says in the brief. And like you, you. You do think, when did I not do it? When you made a tart instead of a pie. No, but they didn't have a brief saying you have to have a lid. They said make a vertical pie, which doesn't say vertical tart. And it didn't say put lids on. Which is different from a horizontal tart. <laughs> Very different. Anyway, I'm going to take over now. Let's move on to Jason. <laughs> Jason made a brown down chicken pie, which is like a Caribbean flavoring, like caramelized spices vibes. And he made a rough puff pastry. And Paul was like, oh, so like Cajun style. And Jason just stared at him. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not like conflate different types of foods from different countries, Paul. I know it's a little bit weird. But then the problem with Jason is he was doing this brown down and then it wasn't brown enough. Mm. And the chicken was really overcooked. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't do great. But let's talk about Rob, shall we? Is Rob still here? I'm not, I have got him written down. Right. Of course I've got him written down. Christ. Chicken and mushroom. Everyone made chicken this week, to be fair. Chicken and mushroom pie with a clove stuffed onion in rough puff. And he said at the beginning, we've got plenty of time, so I'm not worried at all, which meant it was going to go badly for him and he's going to run out of time, which yeah. is what happened. He had a very strange thing where he said that he doesn't measure the water for his pastry. Baking in general, measuring things oh, is quite Oh, I don't key. measure the water in my pastry. For pastry? No. Depends on the pastry, but I tend to just like have a, have a, have a cup full of it and then I just take teaspoons and oh, add Oh yeah, it I do I it like go. that, but I wouldn't pour it in. Well, he wasn't doing that, was he? Actually, I don't really know. I, I did like a teaspoon. Take, take it back I now. did a teaspoon thing as well, actually. Exactly. Regardless, his pastry shrank because it wasn't rested and his chicken was overcooked. So, so basically, no one did very well, really. Like, there was no clear winner of this challenge. No. What happened with the BB? I didn't even write down. I don't think there wasn't a BB in the pies. 
Oh, there was. I do remember. There was a BB about making. It was about making pork pies for the technical. Oh yeah. Which I was about... Do you know what? If you're gonna let, be... if you're gonna no, ask that me to leave this section for the technical. It came be... just before the technical. Yeah, it's true. Can, can I get back to my my schedule? Come on, back to your schedule. The schedule that I was I was doing perfectly before you interrupted and tried to criticise. Well, I was just trying to make sure you were in the right, you know. David, you take no notes any week. I've even written notes about the BB and I watched it <laughs> for the okay. first time. Okay, David, what happened in the BB? So in the BB, they made pot pies. Mm-hmm. But my favourite thing about the pot pies was this guy was trying to make out that they were the most complicated things ever. He's like, they take four days, one day to make the pastry... Day two, they make the pies. Day three, they bake it. And day four, they sell it. Selling it is not part of making the pies. <laughs> and also, if it takes a day to make the pastry, you need to grow up. And if the day you make it and then you bake it the next day, just do it all on the same day. Absolute nonsense. I did enjoy, though, that the pies are basically just like Cornish pasties. People never used to eat the pastry. The pastry is just a way, a way to hold the meat. Oh, I didn't listen to that much. We all want to hold the meat, don't we? Don't you, Alex? Do you want to just hold the meat? Silence. Do you like to hold everyone else's meat? Whose meat just, do you like to hold the most? just your meat. I fucking hate you, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> so, talking of holding meat, they had to make six mini pork pies, and they had two and a half hours, but in an interesting twist... Oh, it was interesting. They made the pie, and then they had to wait overnight for it to be judged, because the filling had to set. I quite liked that, actually. I like. I feel now that they're always thinking they've got to cram everything into... They've got to think of things that can be crammed into a four-hour, five-hour mm. period, mm. which is actually quite doable. But I like the fact in these series they didn't do that. They're like, okay, we're, we're Although just Although Yasmin take- was fuming. It cut to her and she went, it's just more suffering. <laughs> <laughs> I... I was Yasmin. <laughs> when I was doing Bake Off, I was Yasmin. <laughs> so they had to make hot water crust pastry for this challenge, which they were all acting like it was like really difficult. And I quite like hot water crust. Yeah, it's... Sue called it infamously difficult pastry. I don't think Surely it is. every other pastry is more difficult. Definitely. Because the whole point is it's really, really forgiving. Like trying to laminate butter and all that kind of stuff is difficult. Hot water crust pastry is quite easy. So basically it's just like making pastry, but you have to make it with boiling water. So it means it's twice cooked, which means it's much more sturdy when it's baked because it can hold the meat a bit better. <laughs> <laughs> the only challenge with it is, is you have to work with it while it is still hot, because as soon as it cools down, it starts to set. Yeah, but it does take quite, I mean, how many were they making in six? Because it does take quite a long time to cool down. And, you know, and the they were making mini ones as well. They were making mini ones, and you do have to try and make sure the pastry is thin. Mm. Like if you, it's easy just to leave it thick, basically. <laughs> I've heard so. So Yasmin was talking about when she was making that, because they had to like mince the meat themselves and she was talking about making sure it was really finely chopped which was really interesting because that was what was my downfall in one week because we had to make those like uh, mango and coconut things and like I was like oh my god I am doing so well at this because I famously was terrible at technicals but I was like this is my moment I am going to win this I have smashed it and then he was like oh you've chopped your mangoes really inconsistently and I was like there's like millimeters in this but they do like they really want that kind of consistency so I was impressed that she was trying but Jason we do need to talk about because Jason had never boiled an egg before yes how has he managed to bake cakes and meringues and all these things and never boiled an egg like it's just putting a, an egg in boiling water like, he was acting like it was a really big deal and i was like oh, i think you're gonna be fine <laughs> like it's not uh, a big deal was was he fine no his looked uh, they were overfilled and i thought looked a bit like boobs with bleeding nipples 
by the end. It looked like it looked like some people at the end of the marathon. Do you remember oh, seeing those like God, streaky, no. streaky tops? Yes, it did look like that. <laughs> Other types of streaky tops as well. Judging then, during judging, Yasmin's face, Yasmin of the more suffering. Did you see her roll her eyes? <laughs> no. <laughs> they cut to her and she was just like, ugh. <laughs> So the judging was the next morning. Last place was Jason. Uh, second last was Joe. And up at the top was Marianne in second place and Janet in first place. And of relevance, Rob was third. <laughs> Why is that relevant? We'll come to it Ooh. after this challenge. Ooh. I like the fact that when Janet won, she said, I'm very grateful to you. It's like, you won, Janet. I'm not doing you a favor. You did the best part pies. Oh, bless her. I love her. Showstopper then was a sweet meringue topped pie in three and a half hours thoughts brilliant everyone thinks of a lemon meringue pie so i thought this was quite good that you could kind of mix it up and do whatever you wanted mm. there's quite it's quite difficult to get all the pastry right and a filling like there's different elements that all have to come together so i did actually quite like it i thought it was good but it's quite a long time yes for that really like you make your pastry and while it's resting you make your filling and then if you're going to do an Italian meringue, you don't you need do that. to... Like there was, it was, you could have done it in about two and a half, I thought. Yes. If yeah. you'd pushed them. But like it's the equivalent, really, of what we made in our week five. We had to make those custard pies. It was just that with meringue on top. Yeah. And true, we yeah, only yeah. had, we had less than that. We had 20 minutes. Not that I'm bitter. There was lots of chat about separating the egg whites, which we weren't allowed to do in our series. We had to use pre-pasteurized egg whites. Yes. Was salmonella pre or post <laughs> series two of the Bake Off? I mean, salmonella was the 70s, so definitely pre. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Have you seen what Mary's wearing? <laughs> <laughs> and Paul's hairstyle. Which hasn't changed since. But that's interesting, isn't it? Because... I spent a lot of time doing my recipes, working out on Google how many grams of egg white there are per size of egg, and then having to multiply that so that I had enough egg white. Because normally you just say like one egg white, two egg whites. Yeah. We had to work out how many milliliters of egg white that was. Which introduced me to then measuring my egg whites, which is actually quite good because it is very different depending mm. on what your egg sizes are. Let's Famously on OnlyFans, <laughs> there was a big conversation about the chickens in the, in the US. Um, anyway, Holly made a chocolate short crust pie with lime curd and Italian meringue, which sounded lovely and they liked it at the end. No, no, not the end because I got really stressed with this one because they were like, oh, you're making an all butter pastry. That's going to be really difficult to work with. Well, it wasn't all butter. There was, it was flour. There was flour and some egg yolks to bind, which is my pastry recipe. What the hell? Like, that wasn't that difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes they, I think they just try to add jeopardy in, don't they? By just yeah. saying things that don't mean anything. Yeah, true. Marianne also made the dark chocolate pastry, not in a bag this time. Um, <laughs> and then she was making two different meringues because she hadn't tried it yet. So she was making a coffee meringue and a brown sugar meringue. Like, what are your thoughts on bringing something into the tent that you've just never done before? Don't do it. Also, they're quite similar sounding ones. Mm. Like, I love the idea of a brown sugar meringue, mm. actually. Um, but yeah, don't do it. It was a bit strange. But then I guess, like, if you hadn't had time to practice it, you might as well just make both and go with it. And she was kind of making them at the same time, wasn't she? So it wasn't really wasting time it's so not much. that bigger. What's the difference? She'll have made the brown sugar syrup separately. Oh, did she do it as an Italian meringue? Yeah, because they're both Italian. 
Oh, right. Yeah. So maybe it's, it's quite a lot of extra well, time. this is boring. She didn't make the pastry in a bag, but she did only get it to the crumb stage. And then she poured the crumbs into the tin <laughs> and then pressed it up the sides. Yeah. Why is she insistent on changing something that has worked she for also, years? Everything she does looks a bit chaotic and messy. I, I agree with you a little bit in the sense that she's just doing things differently to do them differently. Yeah. Because some, sometimes what she does is amazing and like the flavour combinations are incredible or she'll she'll invent or do something new. With But sometimes it's just like, oh, just... There's no need. I think she's losing away a bit now. She's trying to make everything different. I mean, that said, though, apparently it was scrumptious, says Mary. Yeah, the meringue was too soft. A bit loose, they said. <laughs> oh, loose meringue. <laughs> uh, Jason made a fresh plum filling, and then the crust was infused with cinnamon, orange, and ginger, which sounded quite nice, I thought. Yeah, they. it sounded nice. Attainment, too. It was a soggy... Ten soggy bottom soggy bottom he'd also peeled his plums and like they were saying there's not much flavor in plums and the flavor you're gonna get is probably in the do peels. you peel your plums i peel them regularly <laughs> regularly yeah sounds painful let's all come to rob last janet <laughs> did a <laughs> and i hope we do come to him last janet did a rhubarb orange and ginger filling so pretty much the exact same thing as jason but just with rhubarb but then the edge falls off with the tin when she unmolds it and it yeah. was a bit heartbreaking for her she had extreme starey eyes in this episode. <laughs> Apparently, though, it looked fantastic. I didn't think it necessarily did, but like it tastes amazing. Yeah. It looked great, even though the side came off. <laughs> it did look good. Also, I think that's a very clever one because rhubarb is tart. Mm. And when you've got meringue, meringue is so sweet. The butter's rich. Like it's, you need to have something that's tart. She did really, really well. And because she's done really well, Paul looked really shocked. And they had kind of like an eyes bulge off between the <laughs> pair of them where they were like... <gasps> <laughs> who won she did great Janet definitely won the bulge off I <laughs> stop saying bulge Paul's not going to win a bulge off ever <laughs> well not according to that story we heard uh, his Swiss roll please I love seeing Janet do there's something about seeing Janet do well that's really nice yeah the only frustrating thing about Janet doing well is the fact that she always says in her um Fox, not Fox Pops, what's it called? That's what it's called. Fox no, the backstories. She always says in the backstories about how she doesn't really try and I don't really like following recipes. And I don't, so it seems really annoying that she can just do that and then do so well. But she's brilliant. That's why. She Talking is. of brilliance, Rob made a rhubarb and custard pie. I thought we were waiting for him till last. There's Joe and Yasmin still to go. I just didn't write about them. Okay. <laughs> the reason I thought we hadn't got anyone left is because Joe's name was autocorrected to no, and then it goes to BB. But Joe made apple and raspberry custard, and then in the Maysam school of wrong implements, <laughs> before Maysam was even born, she was mashing apples with a spoon. <laughs> of all the implements, a no, spoon Joe. is not the one. No. And that's why it's autocorrected. No. <laughs> No. Hers did look a bit messy, but it was overall very good. Yeah. And then Yasmin made a peach and raspberry pie, which sounded very nice. Which was a bit wet at the bottom. Paul said, visually, I love the top. <laughs> <laughs> and then he said, the sides look underdone. And I think the sides choose to be underdone. I think that's the point of being a side, isn't it? <laughs> yes, I think so. <laughs> For those who are unsure, sides just don't like it up the bum. Uh <laughs> And talking of the bum, Rob made a rhubarb and custard pie. Were we talking about that? Well, I was. <laughs> Is that not what you're looking at? Yeah, definitely. Um, he, again, cut it very fine. He was unmoulding from his tin in the very final minute. He basically wanted to serve it in the tin. <laughs> he did ask, didn't he? Yeah. Bless him, it was a bit of a disaster. Like, the meringue was great, but the rest was just sog. It was all sog. Mm. It was like a swamp, swampy bottom. 
Oh, no one wants a swampy. <laughs> well, uh, would you take Rob with a swampy bottom? There's the test. Well, then we would just <laughs> look at doing uh, doing the sides a bit more, <laughs> wouldn't we? <laughs> what kind of a noise does a swampy bottom make? Oh, it's too much. You can't even make it with your one mouth. <laughs> like that. Yeah, but times ten. Ready? <laughs> That's Rob's bottom, everybody. <laughs> to be serious, Paul was being really stern at Rob and it really annoyed me. Not because I'm protective of Rob, but I was just like, this is meant to be fun. And mm. you're just telling him off. Yeah. Being like, you've done it wrong is fine. But being like, you should know better is not. But it it's the producer me. Paul thing, like you're saying. He's just decided this is going to be his thing with Rob and he's just pushing it a bit too much. Mm. It was very strange, this one, because there was a massive thunderstorm mm. and it was actually quite difficult. You could tell the audio people were obviously struggling and in the end they thought, we're just going to have to have the thunderstorms going. Mm. So you couldn't hear them very well. Also, I was quite annoyed because I was sitting there watching and I was like, well, I can't go for a run now. And then I looked outside and I was like, oh no, it's not actually raining where I am. <laughs> but did you notice also because of the thunderstorm, there was no music during the judging. Oh. So they'd cut the music because obviously it was too hard with the audio. Because that would have been too clashy. And yeah. then it just made it kind of, not boring, but just a bit like, it was. It, it reminded me how much the producers try to tell you what to feel when you hear the music. Yes. Because it was like a kind of like harpy derpy 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 <laughs> music when it's wrong. Or like, do you know what I mean? It, it, I couldn't quite work out. I was yeah, like, oh, I need to decide how I feel now. It is very clever with the very emotional music when someone's a little bit teary and you get really emotional with them. Right. The BB was so boring, I didn't, I skipped through it. I didn't watch it. Uh, Star Baker was Janet. Yes! And she Janet! was over the moon. It was so sweet. And then I thought she was going to have to be taken to hospital for those eyes. They were like <laughs> popping. But then leaving was Jason and Rob. They did a double. Gutted. Absolutely gutted. Fuming. Just women left. That's why I'm fuming. <laughs> that's not Before we go to this plan, that's not why I'm fuming. <laughs> More unprecedented scenes from the Bake Off with their second double elimination. It's enough to make you long for precedented scenes, isn't it? Plus, to top it all off, Rob has left the tent and my heart will never be the same. It's a bit of a rough week for you, isn't it, Michael? He'll always be in my heart. Maybe he should join the Week 7 Elite Club of Eliminees. What? No, but this is famously Week 5, though. Hear me out, hear me out. Week 7 is normally the week before the quarterfinals, which is technically this week, which means it absolutely makes sense, and I'm going to need you to support me with this. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> Let's get on to this week's taste test, which comes from at Winchnor on socials. They've kept it short, just three words. Avocado isn't good. I can hear the millennials sharpening their pitchforks. Let's get into it. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Are your buns drying out? I beg your pardon? I mean, could your buns be kept stickier? The eternal question. I suppose the answer is yes. Well, I'm here to help. I thought you were married. Behave. If you'd like extra helpings of Sticky Bun Boys each and every week, all you have to do is join our OnlyFans. Each week, you get an ad-free version of our podcast, as well as bonus bits, including recipes and access to our own little community of soggy bottoms. And all it costs is the price of a coffee each month. Check us out at patreon.com forward stroke Sticky Bun Boys! Exclamation mark. Aviocado. Do you have it? I shop with a cardo, yes. <laughs> I shop with a cardo as well. <laughs> it's the only place you can get hackney gelato, that's why. I love an avocado. I do. Only when it's like it has to be like ripe and creamy. But I remember when I was younger, my mum and dad gave me it for like breakfast or lunch or something, and they sprinkled like a bit of salt on it and sliced it and put it in a bowl. And I thought it was the worst thing I'd ever put in my mouth. And I and I was young, so I hadn't put much in my mouth yet. <laughs> But like now, I can't live without them. Yeah, I think they're an amazing taste. Also, I think the first time I had it was guacamole. And I was just like, this is incredible. Guacamole. What Gua- was it? Guacamole. Guacimolo. Guacimolo. <laughs> yeah, it's the first time I had is guacamole, And it's so creamy. And it holds to the flavours. I think we both like it as well because it takes a lot of salt. Mm. So I like to do a slab of sourdough. It needs to be a slab. We're talking like... Half a loaf. loaf. Half a loaf. (laughs) You smash avocado, bit of lime juice, garlic, salt, pepper, crushed chili flakes. Mix that all up. Spread that on your slab, your savoury slab, if you will. Uh, Poached Mm. egg on top. Ducker, feta, sorted. Oh, that was genuinely... That's a lot. ...off the cuff. But David actually, for the first time ever... So normally he promises to make me something and never does, but he has actually made ducker in a very cute little tin. Not tin. What's it called? It's a jar. It's a jar. Where's the jar from? 
Oh, basically, a brand once sent me some products, and I didn't like any of the products, but I threw them all away. And I loved the jars that's from that. <laughs> Just emptied them into the compost. Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> so this is what a ducker sounds like. So this isn't Yasmin's recipe because obviously we did this because it was back in bread week. Yasmin did ducker inside her bread. And I made this ducker and then Nick actually baked a sourdough with it. It's really good. So did he put it in or on top? He put it in. <laughs> did he? Mm, and on top. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it came out. He wasn't sure whether it was done or not. So he put it back in again. <laughs> Whacked it back in. <laughs> oh, you're eating it straight from the jar. Mm. It's actually not my normal recipe because I didn't have any coriander seeds. It's got a bit more. It's got more turmeric in it than I would have put. I normally put in. It's got turmeric and a little bit of paprika. It's lovely. It's quite salty. You got a bit of salt in there. Oh yeah, yeah. You have to put salt in. That's why it's nice in the bread as well because then you actually get these little hits of salt. It's really good on appreciate. top of avocado as well because it gives you some crunch. Because I can understand that avocado could taste quite pasty. Do you know when I lived in Malawi and we had avocados dripping off the trees and mm. they cost like five p? Malawians eat them sweet. And as in, so do Filipinos as well. I don't know what you mean. So they don't have salt. They would like cut the avocado oh. in half. They'll sprinkle sugar on and pour a bit of milk in the little holy bit oh. and eat it that way. A bit of milk in the hole. A little bit of milk in the hole. <laughs> so basically you're going to jail, Winchnor. Yeah, there's, there's not even. That, that is gorgeous. It's like, it's like resonating in my mouth. I will actually put the recipe on our OnlyFans. Oh, very nice. They can have it. No they, one else. You can have it. <laughs> <laughs> right on to our, but, but there's no next bit now see when i spoke about doing the schedule this is because i write the scripts and not only do i write the scripts i put in the inbox stuff and i even put in italics things for david to do and the schedule says david's to lead inbox section starting, starting with, with x, x conversation, conversation which is a reference to last week's episode which david has famously forgotten I've already all about forgotten completely how, i remember we talked about x but i don't remember where the reference do you know what's came. really encouraging is i'm going on holiday next week and david's gonna to have to write the scripts for the next two episodes so God help us all when I come Ooh, back. <laughs> I'm excited. So the X conversation, why did X come up? But X came up and then you said, oh, I'm going to bring a list of X to the next recording session. And then I said to David today, so what are your X? And David went, oh. <laughs> and how many have you got on your list, Michael? Oh, I've got a, a fair whack. The first one, people using two hands to drink their drink. Oh, I do that sometimes. No. To keep your hands warm. Is it okay if it's keeping your hands warm? No. Oh, yeah. Hot drinks, fine. Cold drinks, grow Oh, up. oh no, not like, at all. It's like a, a grown man holding a pint with two hands and bringing it to his mouth. Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't think I've already seen that. Absolutely not. Another one, hearing someone's teeth touch cutlery. Oh, Ooh. yes. Don't like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> honestly, this is my list. Do you remember when you were younger and you went to like theme parks or like water parks? And you'd be at the top of like the slide, and you'd be sat in the slide, and there'd be a person there being like telling you when to go or not. Yeah. That gave me the ick. Just sat there. <laughs> Why? <laughs> just sat there in the water, like getting wetter and wetter with a queue of people looking at you, and you're just looking for permission to let go to this person. Absolute ick. Absolute ick. <laughs> That's quite a random And also, one. that person was replaced with a red light, which is embarrassing for them. <laughs> Uh, another thing got two more these are both tube related because it happened today when people come into the entrance onto the train or tube platform and then just stop in the entrance that was going to be one of mine not even just a tube anywhere when it's an entrance to anything and people just stop and I, what I do is I, I make sure that I there is space for me to get past but I'll make sure that I at least brush them slightly and go just so they know they were in my way and then way. maybe turn a little bit so your bag hit them a bit and as well and teach them they'll never do it again <laughs> Uh, another one when someone thinks they can outsmart physics on the tube by just standing there not holding on to a pole and then they fall over <laughs> ick and then I give myself the ick when I wake up and there's a pool of drool next to my mouth that's embarrassing oh yeah that is quite icky mm. mine I've got some slightly strange ones just because I don't like it this has been from when I was a child when people have got socks on and there's like 
the end of their sock is kind of off their foot. There's like a space. And it, I find it so annoying that I have to pull my socks up to the point where I'm almost ripping my sock <laughs> to try and like, to try and compensate for it. I hate it. What else? What else do you lot like? Also, this is a weird one because you said about the your teeth hitting cutlery. Mm. I don't like it if someone's eating and they've got a mouthful of probably quite soft food and then their teeth are hitting as they're eating their mouth. It's like, oh. stop putting your mouth so hard together. What's worse with people's mouths is when they make this noise before they speak. They go, oh. That is annoying, but I think I sometimes do that. Are you sure? <laughs> Isn't that vile? Yeah, it is. I'm so sorry for everyone listening. I don't, this is a controversial one for me because I didn't mind this. And now I've become a little bit obsessed with the snotty bit on eggs. The snotty bit? What's the snotty bit? You know, if you're like doing a fried egg and there's that little bit of white that still goes oh. a bit snotty and doesn't set properly. Mm. So I have to turn my eggs over now. And that distresses me because then I cook too much of the yolk. Distresses. It's distressing. <laughs> David's shrieking as he does it. So I went on Google and found a list of icks, which I absolutely adored. The first one is when he taste tests ice cream with baby tester spoons <laughs> and then can't figure out where to put it afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> that is a brilliant one because i was like I, I did that recently and i ended up holding on to it and then i had to just, like fiddle with it and pretend like it was like an anxiety thing but you only have one sometimes i've tested about five ice creams then you've got one five spoon. no that's what point then you've got five of these spoons <laughs> what do you do with five of them and i keep on asking for more Edward's testers spoons <laughs> someone else said Chasing a ping pong ball is just never okay for anyone. Yes, that is true. Because I actually used to play a lot of table tennis. That is true. What about walking back after your turn bowling? <laughs> In fact, bowling is a lot of ick. Because even actually going to pick up your ball and walking to the line, I find quite icky. And especially the walking it's back. Because everyone's watching and you're kind of like, oh, I've got nothing to show for this. <laughs> Alex has just said another one to do with bowling is when you're waiting for your ball to come. Because you know when you have a specific size and a specific hole size do you have a hole size uh, my fingers have to fit in a specific type yeah. of size for a hole and it yeah. doesn't come and you're waiting you're watching that thing wind for ages like come on and eventually you have to either wait or go and get one from another oh, person get... today. <laughs> what about uh, walking angry in flip-flops <laughs> yes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or uh, when he asks a retail worker for help and they don't hear him <laughs> Any of those. That's the worst one. When you're with someone and they ask someone a question and the person doesn't hear them. It's so horrible. Here's what I want to hear your opinion on. Saying someone's in here when you're in a toilet stall and someone tries to open a door. I've never been brave enough to do that. That's so I just stand there silently. But what I do is I push my hand against the door. <laughs> just to like, it's locked. But just to make sure. So I don't say anything. But it's like. I just push the door. So there's I, resistance. I don't do that, but I do just stand there and then I don't do anything. I'm like holding in poo, holding hold everything in until they like, famously don't hold in poos. <laughs> well, I've probably been sitting for a while at that point until they've totally left the toilet again, which do they know your, someone's in there. Do you lift your feet up so they can't see? <laughs> yes. Quads tension. It's when you see two pairs of feet under that door that you need to be careful. Next one, when he gets a haircut and he's wearing that little cape. <laughs> <laughs> when the roller coaster worker tightens their seatbelt. <laughs> um, thinking about him saying woo on a roller coaster <laughs> makes me feel sick. <laughs> when it's windy and he's trying to navigate napkins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, um, that, I think that's all from that list. That was I want to hear our listeners' icks. Oh, shall we do like an ick? We'll have ick corner each week. The Olymp the Olympics. 
the Olympics. We'll do, we'll do the Olympics. On... If you guys, do you guys qualify for the Olympics? Send them in. See if you qualify. Okay, so send them in to stickybumboys at gmail.com or we'll put up like a wee question box on um. What's oh, it called? Instagram. That's the one. Yes. <laughs> we'll put a wee question, a wee question box, all about the Olympics. A wee, a wee Look question box. Using, looking a wee question box. You spent too much time with me. So we did have grand designs to read questions in the inbox this week, but we got distracted by the X, and I am hoping we're going to get even more in the inbox. Yes, please keep sending in your messages as well as your X. Uh, we love them all, whether they're bake-off questions, taste tests, dating horror stories, advice, anything, you name it, we're into it. It's certainly a broad church. Now remember, if you want to get extra bonus content each and every week, including behind-the-scenes bake-off tea, bonus episodes, recipes, and Q&As, you can join us on our OnlyFans at patreon.com forward stroke stickybunboys for the price of a coffee a month. But if you can't afford to join us there, don't worry. You can still support us by subscribing and reviewing us wherever you find your podcasts. It really helps people keep finding us. Right. We'll let you get on with your day now. See you next week. And remember, keep them icky, 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 sticky. Icky, sti- icky sticky. Ick. Ready for the boring bit? Let's go. The Sticky Band Boys are not endorsed by or affiliated with Love Productions, The Great British Bake Off, or any of its subsidiaries. 